I, yeah, uh, chewing three as a mouth makes just so much sense. Yeah. Like they are mm-hmm. also the mouthpiece that needs to just be communicating and like spreading the love in like a glittery, packageable, um, like palatable <laughs> way. When a chewing one is invited, then it's very much like, okay, you've invited me. It's my my way. Right. This is how we're doing it because I have mm. the answers and you don't. Yep. Whereas two and three will kind of push itself on you, but then try to like work with you to for what's the best like They're outcome still for you. Selling it. Yeah. 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 The big hormone enneagram. John Lukovich, uh, sexual self pres four five wing, four five eight trifecta. Hi, I'm David Gray, self pres sexual nine with one nine seven four trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven, sexual self pres with eight five four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self pres social three wing four with a If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. So we're talking shit about twos today. Let's get the intro before. Yeah, this should be be really tough. Should be well received. (laughs) Really hard talking shit about twos. At this Mm, point, they should have some callous callous skin uh, for all the shit that we've talked know that we've already apologized and we're not going to apologize again so that means you're just taking pain from here on out yeah Yeah. you should know what to expect uh i mean we and we um might have touched on something like this but last night alexander had a good just interpretation of wings Mm -hmm. um you know because we were kind of like getting into like the structure of the enneagram of like excuse me how does like trifix with wings work right like like if I'm a or the five, like is that crossing into the mental center versus a mental fix? And I don't know if you want to take it from there, baby, but it might be kind of good to have this at the beginning of the a wing conversation. Um, I mean, I'll have to remember what I said. I think we've kind of covered it before that it's not necessarily like, for example, a two-wing one isn't necessarily heart energy mixed with body energy but rather it's body energy supporting the heart energy's objective you well, know kind of like no, but you, were, you were saying something like that it's not like a two wing one is like more body than a two wing three or something that it's yeah, like that, that it's right. frustration in service of the heart center's agenda yeah. the rejection agenda yeah or that's versus I mean. attachment in, in, uh, in, uh, in service of the rejection agenda oh that was pretty good yeah. So wait, well, find a way to like say it organically. I don't remember how I must have said it that seemed to land. So you're saying that the way the wings work, that it's not necessarily the saying, like, for example, A wing seven isn't necessarily more head centered than A wing nine. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that it's a frustrated rejection, you know, like the frustration, frustrated rejection of the nurturing. It's like frustration in service of the eight, eight shit. Yeah, and like a sort of like maybe like a heady idealism in service of eight also that that like just clears the path for eight to just keep going. Um. Well, I, I from my point of view, energetically, it does feel that the 
the centers do play a role in the way, I mean, all that, all that stuff is true, the frustration, but you could mistake an eight wing seven for a seven. There's a reason for that. And because there is more of a headiness to a wing seven, or you can mistake a four wing five for a five. You know what I'm saying? So like, there is something, I don't know how structurally to map that out, but there is something about like that center. If you're crossing to another center, um, that can obscure what that type looks like. Also, like we've said, like <clears throat> eight with a nine is like really solid, you know, mm-hmm. mountain energy, and eight with a seven is has more kind of erratic quality. Yeah. But I, I guess, yeah, I guess like a structural question of it is eight wing seven, like actually tapping more into the mental center with the wing, or is it that eight rejection eight with this? added frustration thing brings a more mental quality you know what i'm trying to say like yeah and that's more that's more like my objective with the whole thing is like i feel like um people will say that like four wing five is like equal parts heart and equal parts head or equal parts image and equal parts head same thing with eight wing seven they'll be like i'm a body type but i'm also a head like i also am kind of a head type because of the wing where that's the part that i'm kind of pushing against like no they're both body types both eight wing seven and eight wing nine are body types but the seven wing lends kind of like a um a heady frequency to sort of speed up a body type whereas like a nine wing is going to keep it pretty sedentary in terms of like the percentages i've imagined that if you for example the types that are crossing into another center where that's more noticeable that you know, what percentage is, is the wing playing a role in the core type, even if it's within the structure of a core type? I'm thinking it's no more than like 20 to 30%, if you want to give a number. Like of, it's such a, it's still much more, much, it's not equal. There's not even close to being equal. Yeah, yeah. So the people who might say, oh, I'm, you know, confusing core type versus wing, that's not what's really going on. But, you know, the argument for frustration for example if you were taking eight wing nine and you made that eight wing nine as frustration as possible with the other fixes like seven fix mm-hmm. and four fix mm-hmm. is that eight wing nine going to seem anything like an eight wing seven who does just have an eight wings maybe just a seven wing but doesn't have any other frustration going on mm, we just did an episode uh on a question that i had that i think or we discussed it we just riffed on it that I think the wing influence is more, much more immediate and stronger than the fixes because it's ingrained into the core type structure, which is everything else is contained. And so, for example, more people are more likely to see John's five, five or my seven before they might see the other fixes because we're going into the other centers and they're kind of nested into the core type. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think, you know, I think there is something to the center of the wing. Uh, you know, influencing the core type, like I, you, eight wing seven seem very different from eight wing nines because of that. This is double bodied versus this has got some head centered mixed in. It, it's that word that I've used before. It uh, the wing stylizes the type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have anything much deeper than that. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd repeat myself. For the sixth time. <laughs> His, his one his one line <laughs> but it's an interesting you don't have to talk for the rest of the podcast yeah. <laughs> also it stylizes the core 
Bye. 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 Next week. Hey, Mike, it's <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop. Applause yeah, now. Yeah. This is the part where you clap. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting though because it, there's not nothing really in the literature that outlines how the fuck wings work. And so yeah. you know yeah. we're just theorizing here, but yeah. um, you know like just the experience that I've had in trying to make distinctions between types, it does seem that the center of the wing is pretty significant uh, influence, not just the triads and the uh, harmonics and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know we're doing two, but like just knowing it from point of view of my type and, you know, like we were ta- having this discussion last night and how, you know, floor wing three is kind of still having that attachment wing that sort of, it's like knowing what to push against you know, like there's a mm-hmm. little bit That's of attaching, like okay, this is like what's going on out there, yeah. And I'm gonna be better and fancier and more beautiful and all those other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and push mm-hmm. away from it and Pushing. individualize out of it. Yeah, so like I'm still drawing from a certain uh, collection of signs and signifiers to yeah. distinguish myself. For that, but that's like a that's that, 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 that there's an attachmenty thing there. You know, like the aristocrat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an aristocrat is an aristocrat because it is witnessed as such by other people. Right. Like Versus, the three wings it, need to be witnessed. The and two it's part and of three. The, and it's part of the system or whatever, the, the hierarchy, as opposed to four with a five, which is like just like total decouple from the exactly. world. I mean, to yeah. using this centers crossover thing, like I'm as a four wing five, it's like I think my identity structure is like conceived of as more symbolic you know it's like more within a symbolic realm and so therefore there's this pushing away from everything because i'm like going into kind of like an not imagination is not the right word but like an imagination space to say this is me Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like i'm using i'm using frustration and then there's a rejection little uh window dressing or whatever to like keep it just away from the world in a more non-physical place yeah it's almost like the the fives sort of uh abstract matrix applied to the four core singular image whereas the four and three is like i have to elevate myself above the trash so there's like a double image of you know royalty has to be elevated or separated not just it, it has to be shown that i'm separate mm-hmm. from them them over right. there right so it has almost like a pseudo social aspect to it because of the right. three wing yep. because there has to be a um the attachment to not them um of the attachment image wing whereas the four wing five is just like what i am is such a abstract untouchable unknowable <clears throat> matrix it's- that you know you can't get to it it's double withdrawn, so it's like there's nothing for me in this world. Yep. All right, you want to talk uh, to them? Do an intro. All right. Uh, we use, are... your, use your sexy DJ voice. <laughs> Very my white se- voice. My sexy Good DJ voice. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> Another hormonal morning for you. Uh, <laughs> We're doing it again. Um, in the morning. In the morning, <laughs> yeah. These morning morning recordings are very odd, <laughs> you know. Like for me, just like speak for yourself. My yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I have not woken up yet. Um, <laughs> right, it's nighttime here. 
yeah, we are uh, going back to give you pain piggies uh, a little exploration of wings again uh, after teasing y'all for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, you notice then- nobody said anything about them missing the two wings. <laughs> no one said anything. Hey, what are the two wings going to drop? <laughs> Well, yeah, who, wanna, which type were they annoying about? Was it the nines? Uh, uh, they were Jones and for the uh, just the eight, nine, and one. But I've not seen anyone say, "Hey, when's the two wings gonna drop?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's compl- that's like gonna be the start of it. The whole image triad is gonna be afraid for their episodes to drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I saw people being like, "Oh, get to seven or something like that." You know, get, get to, to four five. and five. Yeah, yeah. like oh, yeah. Of course, the seven always four say, and five. Get to seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they're going to be last. That's why they're going to be last. <laughs> That's why they always deserve 2023. Hope you have patience. <laughs> Can you wait five minutes? Seven episodes? Can you wait two years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like for something to, to, to be about you, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So, um, you know, we say the same shit all the time. But it's because we are all uh, poor, struggling artists, and so uh, if you could uh, buy and rate my book, please, or review my book on wherever you bought it from, I'd really appreciate it. And holidays coming up, so if you're trying to indoctrinate uh, people into our cult of the Enneagram, uh, please, please give my book. Um, we got that's the uh, minimum tribute to to membership to this cult is minimum tribute. buying buying John's book, membership to DAA. If you haven't gotten typed by any grammar, who are you? I don't even recognize your <laughs> personhood. Type is wrong. Your type is wrong if you haven't been personally typed. If, if you're sending a message to me and you haven't even paid us money in any capacity, you're invisible. You're not even a person. This is our big money-making scheme, this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, it just roast you. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't work that well. <laughs> We're just trying to pay rent, people. Try to pay rent so we can just record these podcasts that you guys love so much. Isn't this a great marketing plan? Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. The reason I'm saying that is because I always get uh, online, I always see people saying yeah. that we yeah. like have our interpretation of the Enneagram that most, most people are wrong because uh, it's a way for us to make money. And it's like, <laughs> that's why we have just like no courses like we're not ever like teaching courses or anything yet and yeah and we're just giving all this shit away for free <laughs> yeah yeah like we're producing a video every week and we're only charging 19 dollars a month yeah that's like yeah right <laughs> people are talking about we're just trying to make money it's like literally if you <laughs> where's 19 19 a month is what you, all you need to to get like access to over 50 videos that we've made yeah, I mean, there videos. are plenty of models out there that make a lot more money to rip from that we have not, yeah, um, and have no intention to. Um, and oh yeah, uh, study group. I get into study group, going section by section through my book. It's going pretty slow, but it's good. It's like um, slow, not in a bad way. It's like we take our time with different sections, and the recordings are available. It's all fifteen dollars uh, a class or video. And it's got a good group of people meeting regularly and discussion and practice and a lot of stuff I couldn't fit into the book, a lot of just Enneagram stuff, a lot of fourth way stuff, um, and a lot of biology stuff that and just rantings of a uh a, a, a damaged brain just, you know, <laughs> going off sometimes. Um, so it's really good. It's on Sundays, four PM Eastern time. Uh, DAA, we've been doing more topical videos because you guys love them so much. We've been, we did a uh, recent class on rejection fixes. We did 
a class looking at social self-pres versus self-pres social. Nice. Uh, not, only, not only those stackings, but the way we look at the collages of those stackings. And then we did, we also just did one on three wings. We've been doing wings of the, the types that we get the most. So nine, six, and three, and then hopefully seven soon. And also, if you, if you want to be recognized as a person, uh, get typed <laughs> by any grabber. <laughs> if you want to get past Emika's rejection, rejection wall, wall of, yeah, of steel, then get, get typed by any grabber. Have your presence acknowledged monetarily. <laughs> <laughs> get typed by any grammar at anygrammar.com. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and he'll say your name. Yeah. <laughs> live on the air. Maybe. I'll look at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a glance <laughs> but yeah oh so yeah josh's uh what it's like to be you like joseph told us that he got interviewed or they had a, they finally did their interview and he said it was great yeah cool. there's yeah. gonna be some good ones coming good. up alexander you're doing one right yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah bermuda on bermuda we'll see if it goes anywhere at all <laughs> be asking questions you'll respond to a question with a question <laughs> That's we hung out the other day just as like a sort of like a precursor to the interview. Like, let's just talk about what we're going to talk about. And it <laughs> immediately went into like meta land of talking about attachment, watching other attachment and the, the da, 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 da. so who knows if it'll actually be on the ground human conversation. Well, yeah. I'll see. What else we got to plug? What else are we plugging? Oh, my, I am still doing astrology readings. <laughs> Not blast first. Um, <laughs> Emika, shut it, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm still doing astrology readings. They've been really, they've been really fun and they've been really um, informative. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just come on, come on down. <laughs> we got a promoter here. <laughs> no but all right what i get i like we, alexander's done readings for people that i've been coaching and stuff like this and like some of them are um non-believers in anything mm-hmm. uh That's astrological cool. much less anything spiritual and <clears throat> nonetheless they've been extremely impressed with alexandra and just reading them up and down and not only does she give a good reading she's also really good at showing specifically what she's saying, where it's originating in the chart. So it's not just that you're getting a reading, you're learning a lot about what it means to interpret what, what, what's in the chart. And it's helped people to, like, especially I've seen with attachment types, it's been really useful because it gives really powerful mirroring. Mm, you know, yeah. like the, the attachment types that can struggle sometimes with landing on my specific sense of self. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here are these forces in your chart that you have recognized as elements in your life but you've not quite known how to hold on to them in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a useful thing because so, some people who've uh, worked with her have been like, yeah, you know, she, the Venus and the Saturn and like this. And, you know, and it's helped me recognize these two parts of myself are equally valid. And it's not like I'm cheating somebody because I'm not showing mm-hmm. one or the other side, you know, and that kind of stuff has been really valuable. So um, it's not just, oh, what's this little thing going on? You know, and we've talked about, you know, theories of, of what the chart, you know, like we touched on it, of like what it represents. And so the combination of Enneagram and astrology, there is a relationship. And the only one that's really tuned into that relationship in a real way is Alexander Rodriguez Acevedo. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, John. 
Yeah, I've had um, I've had mostly attachment types, and it's been really fun to do this with the attachment types because it's always like nines with very um, attuned, but also very like vicious charts. <laughs> so, <laughs> like we've had some fucking what? like vicious <laughs> nine charts where like I'll like mirror Joker that in nines. their chart of like you have a ton of aggressive energy that is trapped by this one thing. And there's, Dumber you know, nines. it's usually, yeah, it's Dumber. usually like, like a shy <laughs> smile and a look down in response of like, haha, bitch, I know it. I see it. Um, <laughs> I've also had, I had a three not too long ago who had a very, very intense emotional energy. Mm. Like it was like, you know, and the three thing is like not necessarily knowing where your emotions are coming from or like what is a response to image versus what is a response to yourself. Um, so that's been very cool to kind of illuminate, like, you've got it, you've got it. Just, you know, close your eyes and express it, basically. Mm -hmm. Don't be Ted Bundy. Yeah, don't be Ted Bundy. Don't, don't be a serial killer. <laughs> Attachment types is what we're learning here. you got to find some good six serial killers and just, like... Oh, there's probably a bunch. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, there's got to be a bunch. Continuously harp like on attachment. I feel like sixes are, like, accidental... I feel like I feel like the serial killers that could be sixes are like, whoops! I killed another person again. Oh no! And I did again. it again. It again? Like, Why does this keep happening? <laughs> I have the controversial opinion that I don't think sixes would be very good serial killers. That's I I totally agree. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think they're too. I'd, uh... I'd like to train them. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> courses coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. if sixes kill, it's by mistake. Yeah. yeah, six is having like a like an inner meltdown because they killed somebody and they want to kill again. But like, what if I do this? <laughs> yeah, so they just immediately turn themselves in. <laughs> like, of all dude, the we... possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like that would be a good character. Like you know, like the six serial killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like these like sort of recurring characters that we sometimes have. Just like yeah, this four <laughs> cop and the six serial killer. <laughs> Fours is thinking about killing somebody. They just kill, kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fours are not me. thinking outside. <laughs> fours are not thinking outside of themselves long enough to be like, I'm going to kill this person. <laughs> no, actually, the person that they, they keep plotting to kill is themselves. It's just yeah, <laughs> at the yeah. end of the episode, it turns out I'll, to be I'll get to be me eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. All right. Two wings. So, we love our twos. We love our twos, and so, no, we don't. Um, you know what we've been <laughs> what we've been talking about with the wings is the way that the wings, uh, in a sense, aid in or support or influence the agenda of the core type. And so, for two, as a rejection type, it's got a frustration wing in one, and an attachment wing in three. And um, with the attachment wing. I mean, what I think is always pretty apparent, especially with a three-wing, is that there's a real need for the two's self-image to be seen and witnessed and recognized, you know? And um, I think, like, just, like, two-wing, three-energy for me is very, very clear. Yeah, you know, me too. Very, These are the twos we complain about. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's very big. <laughs> yeah. and, and the fixes. And, go, sorry? And the fixes. Go ahead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, it's because it's just like, <laughs> I mean, when it's when it's uh, when it's like a healthy energy, it can be like fun and really great and kind of like a there's a, there's a seven ishness to it. But, mm -hmm. uh, totally, sure. totally, yeah. You know, there's like I, super charm. Yeah. Yeah, like a ton of like hammy hostess energy that comes from two wing three. 
Yeah, I, I think of two with a one as like the love worker, and two with a three is like the love salesman. Mm. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, that works. Salesman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna love that. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't remember what. Um, I don't remember That's what Reese and Hudson good. call two wing one, but two maybe it's the servant or something like this. Yeah, but mm, I think two wing like three they call the host or hostess, which there you go. My mom is a self-present doing three, and that's like, you know, she's not a very social person, but she's definitely got that energy. My yeah. mom is a doing three with seven and eight fixes, so this is the most extroverted two you can imagine, and she Jeez. is one of the most assertive. She's so nice on the surface, but she, it's like you got to be careful around her because all of a sudden you're just doing things for her. And so <laughs> she's asking you to do things because she's giving you, you know, attention or whatever. But uh, we just did a class on three wing two versus three wing four. And one of the distinctions that we discovered, at least a, a quick way to tell the difference, is how animated and how goofy three wing two can be compared to three wing four. And that, mm-hmm. that three, two, two, three space is very, like you said, seven ish in how, um, I don't know, what's the word? Just. Um, it's really upbeat. Yeah, just really Playful. upbeat, and, uh, assertive about emotional energy and charming. Yeah, well, it has that assertive quality that Seven has, and it has the positive outlook that um, <coughs> Seven also has. Another another way to say it is the three wing gives the two more permission to express the pride. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that again. The three wing gives the two more permission to express the pride. Okay. Whereas a one, there's like super ego about actually doing the work, doing the goodness, uh, you know, kind of getting your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two of the three is often to me, it's almost like queen energy sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Did, Emika, when you were growing up, did your mom have like, did she like host parties or something? for? Dude, she just hosted a party last weekend. like an old people's party for the reason of surviving another year her and my dad and just had like 25 people had all this food catered that's what i was texting you about yeah yeah Yeah, like and then she got up and my she told a story and basically her ranting for like 15 minutes about like how they survived their Ill- illnesses and my dad got up and told the story and then they sang songs. And they, oh my God. That's like, this was a whole production. Cute, I'm just, si- I'm just sitting there just like, what, why am I here? <laughs> what am I doing? But I mean, just like my mom throws these fucking big parties and gets people to come out and she's just, a. Uh, I mean, she's a nurse, but I, she said that if she hadn't gone into nursing, she would have been like a TV broadcast announcer or something mm-hmm. like that. She's a mouth. <laughs> she <Amazing>. is. <laughs> but she's also a troll. And, the, the, this idea of like twos that are nice, my mom presents the image of being nice, but like seven and eight fixes. That's yeah. Like troll energy. She's a big true. troll. Yeah, <laughs> She's a big that's troll. So funny. You think I'm like, I'm the nice one in my family. That's what you don't, under, you guys don't understand. If you met the rest of my family, you'd be like, oh, I'm, you make so much more sense now. <laughs> Emika's actually a nice person. <laughs> Emika's a sweetie. I, yeah, uh, two wing three as a mouth makes just so much sense. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. also the mouthpiece that needs to just be communicating and like spreading the love in like a glittery, packageable, um, like palatable way. My mom has a two wing three fix. She's a nine with a two wing three second. And mm. you know, me being a nine also, I feel like I just see the two way more clearly because just like the core yeah. just gets canceled out. 
So my mom is just constantly, she's the one that will get up and make toasts. She's the one that will get up in front of the family and to like for Thanksgiving. She's like, she stands up and she's already crying for no reason. Already, already tearing up. Tears already in the the chamber. Already in the chamber. Yeah. And she's, she gets up and she's like, okay, everybody, I want you to tell everyone what you are thankful for this Thanksgiving. You know, and she talks about the importance of family and the importance of togetherness and like, we have to look for each other and family is just all there is yeah, all that kind of stuff she's just she loves to be the channel for everlasting love i'm now in the family group chat you know? oh my god and oh boy <laughs> it's emoji queen yeah emoji oh, queen man. And, and twos with the heart emoji <laughs> and and uh you know most of it's in spanish but there's all these like you know there's a lot of the um you know the one with the the big eyes with the tear coming out, or oh, oh yeah, the Stockholm face. Yeah, the Stockholm face. There's a lot of like, yeah. I'm trying to pull up, uh, but yeah. There, it's Nancy, just... is your mom? Do you think her two fixes two wing three, uh... or two wing one? Kind of tricky I... because she's social sexual, and I think oh, yeah, yeah that that's a bit hard. And behind, yeah. and behind an eight, right? Your mom's an eight. Yeah, yeah I but almost imagine your mom has a two wing one just from that, uh, that brief moment. Because like with a social sexual and an eight, like she still had kind of like a there's like, like a, a no funny work. Yeah, in, yeah. In the way she was like, welcome, you know, like it wasn't yeah, like, like, yeah. It's not hey. a host because she's not really a host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's yeah. very uncomfortable hosting. So I I don't okay got it. Yeah, there you go. Two-wing one. Yeah, because two-wing three has that thing where, like, it's not... The way the three-wing comes in is it's not going to be able to do its, like, two-loving job. It knows that it's not going to be able to do its two-loving job unless it's accepted, which is where Mm -hmm. the three-wing comes in, because three-wing knows how to sell itself and knows how to get the acceptance of other people. Whereas a two-wing one, yeah, it does have a more dutiful, like, no-funny-business quality of, like, this is Mm -hmm. what needs to be done. I don't Mm -hmm. care if it's well-received or not. It's just what has to happen. Like, Michelle Obama is a... Two yeah. wing one, yeah. Yeah, she's not exactly. Uh, I wouldn't really want to cuddle up with her. No, she's not. Yeah, she's like a behind the scenes gets a lot of shit done. That's what that energy feels like. Where two wing three, like at least the way I experienced my mom, there's an element of she'll do something, but she needs to get everyone on board with her being this. You know that her intentions were correct or right. Because it feels like two wing one's not playing that game as much. They're just behind the yeah. scenes, just doing whatever they feel is necessary. Yeah, not doing the sales game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, it's also that double hex ad. Like I, I know what's up. Just <clears throat> mm-hmm. so it's it's what's up, and True. it's going to happen. Mm. Right. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I've come into contact with many two wing threes. All the twos that I know, and even two fixers, are two wing one. Hmm. Like any two I can think of is two wing one. What's your experience then? Because we've been ragging on two wing. um yeah i mean i think i probably have uh an aunt a (laughs) mother-in-law um i think there are probably a couple other people but all two-wing one fixers or or excuse me two-wing one um and there's that like Like a bit of like a vulture circling its prey until it's alone (laughs) vibe. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, hello. (laughs) It's it's like I never want to be alone in the room with them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I do see a bit of like that. Like, I think I'm thinking of Michelle Obama, actually. There are so many images of her just looking like a just pissed off bitch. Yeah. I see that more accessibly in not that it's more accessible, but I do see it more accessibly in two and one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
That's you a know? good distinction. Yep. But yet at the same time, like there were uh, nicknames for her, like the hugger in chief or the first, oh, oh my or God. the first <laughs> mother, you know, kind of thing. First mother sounds yeah, so. I think I would be terrified of hugging that woman, not because of her title, just because of who she is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, but the prickly uh, thing is a good, you know, maybe distinction because anytime you have frustration, you get like an intense uh, prickliness. And so, yeah, yeah that there's makes a sense. bit of like an eggshell experience of like oh i might i might set them off at any moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's also yeah. maybe going to be more precision to doing one's care projectness mm-hmm. you know they're yeah. like the way that they execute it it's like it has to be done this this way and anything else is like wrong and bad Double whereas sense. twoing three is going to be more like i'll wing it and it'll be good just as long as you <laughs> give me the as long as you give me the thumbs up we're good like a good example maybe you guys know who this is maybe not uh chris jenner the kardashian mom mm. yes yeah. she's also a self-pressed social like michelle obama so there's like a direct contrast they oh, and she's two wing three yes. she's two wing three as fuck yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's the, just like a huge open smile with hearts coming out she's essentially <laughs> the mastermind behind that whole empire she yeah, yeah she, she planned out whole you know <clears throat> leaking the sex tape and all that stuff is like that's an impressive person she's wild she's yeah, terrifying she <laughs> i would not want that woman as a mother <laughs> no, no, but it's a, the same thing too. Where like when you see her in interviews, she's like so smiley and she's so charming, and she knows how to get people to laugh with her. I don't know what her trifix is. I imagine a seven and a one, but Probably. something like that. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got for now. <laughs> well, the so you know when with the twoing three, because it's got this attachment thing, the hostess name is like pretty good because you can kind of adapt and play a bunch of different roles and that's like i think that can be kind of some of the like the frustration of twoing threes in a certain way mm-hmm. because they're doing a lot to try to connect and show what they can do to connect but it's sort of hard to land on that my specific care project in my specific way yeah that mm-hmm. this bargain yeah. is the rejection bargain is established right and because I'll find that um, two wing threes or two wing three three fixers, uh, they'll they'll will have like a great dynamic or relationship, and then I'll feel them needing to kind of like occupy more shit in a way that as with drawn type I'm like fuck off like that feels invasive. But it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like you know we're fine like this right. is fine. Um, but I think it I think one of the anxieties that that two wing three can have is they could be doing more in a broad way, yeah. you know, like in a broad sense. And so it's like, okay, like as a, as a two wing three, like I'm offering this and this and this, and I'm being charming and stuff like this, but like I'm as a two still not feeling the thing I'm trying to feel, right? Like we're all like all of our types and we're not really getting what we're really seeking. And so then I think they can keep like, they can do that overextension in a broad way of like, oh, I'm, I'm hosting, but I'm also like, uh, promoting and then yeah. i'm also doing this and you know and it like i see that with my mom where like you know in contrast to your mom Annika, my mom has a one fix and a six fix and uh we ha- we didn't really have many parties because my mom gets so like completely stressed out just deregulated dysregulated by like preparing for something that it was like no yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whereas twoing two with one wing there's 
frustration serving the rejection agenda, which is like the you know the twoing, two wing, excuse me, the two core rejection is like I'm rejecting the independent autonomous side of me and all of me is heart and all of me is heart in relationship and so then with the frustration there's like some way that the heart has to fill in what is wrong like has to has to address what is wrong or what is not uh not being not ideal yeah the, the, the places in the world where the heart is not actually there where it needs to be yeah and so i'm gonna i'm gonna like be this like angel Going into these trenches, and like stuff. a heart reformer, mm-hmm. right? Right, like, yeah. oh, there's no heart there. Well, like, well, somebody's got to, you know. And there's yeah, that right. thing, and so, and to fulfill that, there is a bit of needing less permeability in your identity, because often those those you know places, so to speak, that are lacking heart or lacking the love or lacking the care, often have a lot of. Uh, bullshit around it that, that, that like, you know, like structural bullshit that right, is, right. there's a reason there's no heart there, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I remember when I first, like, you know, I went to Catholic school and I think I learned the Enneagram when I was like at the end of my junior year and part of my, my school was like, I had to do community service and there are these like program programs or whatever that we had to do. And so I remember going to like, uh, I just learned the Enneagram I went to like a soup kitchen and, you know, Mary Cloud, uh, who, who t- introduced the Enneagram to me, her dad's a two. And we was at the soup kitchen and I'm starting to like y- use this lens of the Enneagram. And I noticed that all the, the men and women that were like the regular leaders of the soup kitchen had an affect like Mary's dad, you know, like mm. Mary's dad is a very distinct, he's a two, he's got just like so much two energy, charisma, and he's got a big voice and he's just, you know, and I was like, it's not a it's not a typical, especially in a male affect. Right. And I but I was seeing both the men and women having this similar quality. I was like, these I think these are all fucking twos. And I think I still feel like that and, and in retrospect, two wing ones. It had this sense of like almost like a Valk that uh what is that? Um Wagner a symphony, the Valkyries. Valkyrie. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> going into <laughs> with like a love love swords, you love know, going angels. Into, yeah. love swords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it feels like that the point that you're making about the frustration wing adding like a specificity of wanting to find these lanes where there isn't heart. I'm thinking of how, in contrast, the three wing is assertive and attachment. And so there's a way that not only two wing threes need to sell you on stuff, but they're also more likely to cross boundaries in order to sell you on that care project. And so the the feeling of the two that's gone too far tends to lie more so on the two wing three side because it's yes. like the assertiveness of the three wing. Uh, I have to show you that this is something that you need. You know, that complaint seems to be more of a two wing three thing. Right, right. And I think I think that um, I have some people in mind that are uh, have two wing three energy that would probably think they have two wing one energy because there's this. Uh, let's see how one turn nail. It's like a sense of, well, part of it is like, you know, being, being an image type, there's not wanting to expose image's image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I guess what, what I'm thinking of is just the ways in which somebody listening might go, oh, I'm a, I got a two-wing one fix, not a two-wing three fix, because 
oh, I don't really need to show anybody or something like this. But I just know, like, like I can. I'm just thinking of of some folks that are like in their not in their own lane. You know, that like don't don't stay in their own lane. Yeah. And it's this this way of of I think that the two super ego can just can kind of rationalize very quickly to to mystify themselves themselves. That's what pride is. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a little bit of like that's not really what I'm doing. You know, like yeah, <laughs> I'm doing this good thing over here. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like different two different ways of justifying pride. Where it seems like uh, two wing one with the hex hat. It's kind of already predetermined why. I'm deserving of this goodwill or why my intentions are good and I don't have to sell you on it. Um, and then two wing three is much more of a seductive approach where it's like, I have to get you enrolled into why I'm, you know, so there's a lot more charm to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Big time charm. Yeah. I often see wings as like the, um, one of the words that we used yesterday while we were all hanging out was, uh, with the wingman. <laughs> The wingman of the That's good. Five. So when it comes Eight with to the seven wingmen. Yeah, exactly. God, that's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> that's that's so annoying. <laughs> Obnoxious city. <laughs> um, but yeah, two with the three wingman. The three the three wingman first is going to come in and like, yeah, make sure you're all buttered up. Make sure you're feeling good. Make sure you're like impressed with them and like ready to receive their like offering. Because I know that two is not an assertive type, but two to me feels so assertive. Mm-hmm. Two feels often more assertive to me than three does because yeah, two has a specific sure. motive and it's trying to like get in. Whereas three is just trying to like, three's not necessarily trying to get in, but it's trying to get you to just like look. Right. Right. To look it's, and be impressed. It's also like my thing, you guys talked about the the disintegration line i call it the type that's in the disintegration i call it having it in your back pocket oh i love that so so two has eight in their fucking back pocket yes like Mm. eight is just a tool that they could just pull out of their back pocket so yeah that is literally a tool yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's obvious yeah and so i mean that that's of course makes for a a really strong present forceful personality twos always uh with their assertiveness because i get that vibe from them as well it always feels like it's a um like it comes off as more assertive but it comes off as more assertive because it's feels a bit more fake uh, but fake isn't really the right word. It's it like gives me the vibe of like someone who's put into management who doesn't know how to manage and is just putting on a manager role. Like, all right, guys, <laughs> we're gonna do this, mm-hmm. and like comes off very assertive because they're like putting on assertive. Mm. Um, like they're using the tool, but it's not their entire personality. One of yeah, the, yeah. I don't know. One of, one of the things about the uh, super ego types is like so assertive types have a solid ego boundary against the outer world and against their own subconscious. Uh, withdrawn types have a open or porous boundary to the outside and to their own subconscious. You don't agree, Alexander? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I would phrase it differently, but keep going. And then superego types have like an adaptable, adaptable boundary where... Depending on the message that is that resonates with their super ego, uh, that boundary can be just as hard and open or closed. Closed is yeah. yeah it was like it's like if 
So, you know, for assertive type, the, the boundary is my ego agenda, right? Mm -hmm. It's like all about my ego agenda and asserting it against the world and, and, and asserting it even against parts of myself. It's like, this is the overriding agenda. Um, with drawn types, it's like, I have an ego agenda, but like I'm overwhelmed all the time and <laughs> I have to like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's fair. Do a whole lot of recovery, a lot of making sure I let the stuff I've absorbed out of my system in some way. Mm -hmm. Then the superego types, it's like, it's adaptable, but it's not like attachment adaptable. It's like, uh, it's like depending on what, like, so, so first of all, superego does not feel like they're serving their own agenda, right? It doesn't feel like the agenda is like for a two. It's not like, um, like I want to love. It feels like love is what needs to happen, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, and one, it's like, mm -hmm. not like, you know, I would like to do X, Y, or Z, but no one else is going to do the good thing. So I have to be the good one. You know, it's kind of these messages. And so, um, their, their boundaries are adaptable based on what resonates with the super ego's perspective. And mm -hmm. so, for example, if a two, wow, this is really dumb, but like if a two is trying to be loving in some way, and then they realize there is a better way to be loving suddenly it's like yeah, they can yeah. they can That's kind fair. of go in a whole other direction with it but it's kind of like it's like it's like um open to some things and then really closed off in other ways and so people are like well ones and twos can seem like assertive types or sometimes a six mm -hmm. when they're in a whole thing it can seem like harder to reach than than an eight or something mm -hmm. and that's because of the way that superego boundary is working where if the if the super ego buys in, then the boundary can be as hard as it needs to be. Yeah. Hmm. So what does that what does that mean in terms of like so two wing one in some ways is that's the double super ego two. So once they've locked on to their care project, it's a lot harder to get them to see anything else. Yeah, they can go all the way. Yeah, whereas a three wing two wing three can be influenced off of it. I think out of there or to like approach it in a different way mm -hmm. well and doing three needs a lot more positive feedback along the way right yeah. mm -hmm. their image is like mm -hmm. the two wing one right. can preserve their image through a lot of um well it's negative. supported by it's also supported by body resonance like they know their image in mm -hmm. their body the, the self-justification is in the body yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so whereas can, the two go ahead well, they can just, you know, go, go way far in a certain direction <clears throat> mm -hmm. and not need as much checking in reinforcement or whatever, because that's, even though two is so relational, as we've talked about, uh, that, that double hexad thing is actually not as relational as it seems. It's mm -hmm. more about the agenda I can provide. Yeah. One of the other things that comes up with two is, uh, is the word <clears throat> seduction, which I think is often probably came from... Uh, twos with a three wing that have sexual in their stacking, Agreed, you know, yeah. and so that's so the sales style is with you know being personally juicy and flattering and mm -hmm. having that sexual energy in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean leverage is another whole topic, and I I um have not thought about this ahead of time, so I'm basically just throwing it out there as like let's talk about this too. Like how the wings oft or how the wings also help the core type, which is a leveraged rejection type, a leverage seeking rejection type. Like how do they how does a one help a two get emotional leverage? 
mm. you know, get image leverage? How does three, I think it's very obvious in three because three has like a, um, hmm, do I think it's obvious? I haven't thought about this. But anyway, that's a, that's a, that's another thing to think about is two still are looking for emotional leverage for image leverage, leverage for heart leverage, whatever that is to like have the upper hand on an emotional level. Yeah. Well, I would say that the three wing, um, I would compare it to the way that three wing two is doing charm in that there's a, and we, like we talked about in the Tinder swindler threes seduce people based on the attachment, emotional attachment of like mirroring some kind of image or heart, heart object that people don't realize that they want. And so the way that three wing two does it is like with their two wing is really using that ability to attach on a heart level to find a vulnerability in a heart space. And it seems like the twos with the three wing use the three's ability to, to mirror some kind of like heart ideal of some kind to really get into your heart. Like that charm and seduction is um, I think it's very potent with two wing three, whereas two wing one, there's a lot more competency where um, they're the way that they do their heart leverage is much more, they're inspiring you because they have found something in the heart space that is the right reform, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I also see it as maybe a one wing just knows that they have the leverage almost. Like it's not necessarily about acquiring it. It's more mm. like, I know what you need and only I can give it to you. And so here it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas two and three more needs to more needs you to recognize that they're the ones that have it. Like their, their, their um, objective is more like, I see what's going on with you and I have the answers for you. Don't you want it? Isn't it great? Like, don't you, you would you like it kind of mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's more of a back and forth there. Yeah. There's I don't have attachment. much experience with two and one. So I don't, it's hard for me to, it's, this is mostly conceptual for me, but like, yeah, with two and three, it feels very loud. It feels very much like um, I have it and I need you to tell me I have it so then I can impart my mission. <laughs> yeah. Alex Giroux is, uh, is like a, you know, two and oh, one. Right. He's a death doula, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, that's an interesting arena where people like, not like part of that I think is, is like, I think like, I don't know all the details, but I know that a lot of it is like helping families deal with death you know just like like what are the practicals of death uh-huh. and like i mean that's like not just I, I i don't think it's as much hospice kind of stuff for the dying person i think that's part of it but i think a lot of it is for the what happens when someone dies kind of a thing that like there is really no guidance uh or help around you know mm-hmm. so that's like a very interesting and very self sexual uh to energy to go into uh-huh. how do you you know she's a she's a birth doula as well but like the death doula thing is like very uh a niche yeah. arena where there's not much love <laughs> no yeah. one is That's no good. one wants yeah. to be around a family whose loved one has died is all grieving and doesn't know how to like put one foot in front of the other <clears> and pay for like a casket or like what are the options uh-huh. of what are the options around a dead body? Like, how do you bury it? Like, wh- what do you treat it with? And is there, like, what's, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like, death is really expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how do, you, how do you prepare for all that and manage all that? So she does that shit. And 
like what an interesting and strange arena you know (laughs) i was wondering because we haven't done a series on frustration but i've just been thinking about it john is there would you say there's any like similar to the way four is doing singular heart that the other frustration types are doing like a singular thing in their centers like a singular ideal of some kind i I think so absolutely yeah so i was thinking about that even just for like the way the eight does leverage and it seems that with uh with the seven wing you're gonna get more of a there's a singular leverage point here and I'm going to occupy it because that's basically means that I can just stay here and everything comes to me and I don't have to be attached to anything. Whereas eight, nine is much more attached to the position and building upon that. And it seems like two wing one, something that Alex had said is that she'd stay in a corner and if anyone would come close enough, then she would help them. She's not going towards them. And so it feels like mm, yeah. two with the one or any of the types of the reject or the frustration wing has like a singular ideal like i want to find this singular ideal position um versus the attachment has more of a a web sort of getting the attachment from other people and so there can be a, a wider focus whereas the the uh frustration wings is like this is the position that matters and if you come close enough then i can help you yeah 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 and all the devil hex heads have like an over specialization thing to them you know that's like yeah it's like i don't have like basically so i don't have to adapt mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is that's that's pretty interesting so one of the ways that i see and this is kind of um i don't know in response to what john you were saying about like the um withdrawn compliant assertive and like their boundaries or whatever i more see it as um that the assertive types are willing to push against the outside so it's not necessarily i don't necessarily see it's about boundaries because i don't see three as having boundaries necessarily they're very exposed on an image level and they're very like um they're very like sensitive to the response of the way that they're witnessed by people however with the assertive thing there still is a willingness to push against what is just like outside of they're willing to push their agenda against Uh against whatever that's a boundary though Okay. Yeah. Um and then the Yeah, yeah com- you can't push against if you don't have a solid Mm-hmm. Something. Okay. Yeah. Whereas I see the um withdrawn as like almost like an unwillingness to push against, you know, like there is it's more just like a distaste for like what's going out there. So I'm just gonna stay in here because I don't wanna have to be interrupted by what's what you're doing, what this person's doing, what is exists on the outside. Okay, so that's kind of as I'm seeing it, kind of how um, the difference between assertive and withdrawn. And then with compliant, I think that it's, and I've said this before, but I think the compliance comes in that it needs to be, it gets its job done by contending with other. Like it does its, it, it gets its like ego project done in compliant, it, like as it works with other people. Like one cannot complete its like job unless it is working with the material that it needs to work with. Same with six. That's why six needs feedback on everything it does. Um, And same with two. Two cannot do its care project unless it is in relationship with something else. So I think the reason I'm bringing all that up is because like 
that's another angle with twoing three. Twoing three is more willing to push against what's on the outside. It's still adaptable because three is adaptable, um, but it's more willing to push against what is there on the outside to, I don't know, to get its to get its job done. Whereas I'm thinking of what you just said with Alex Giroux. Um, whereas because two and one maybe needs other in a more, you guys kind of know where I'm going. Whereas two and one hmm. needs to be contending with other two and one almost needs to be invited. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. You know, or like it yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. be in cooperation with something like it's not adaptable, but it needs to be in cooperation <laughs> with something. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, um, it's like occupying a position. It's like, and that's something that she uh made a point of on the two call that we did is that she's not these stereotypes around two she doesn't relate to right like she's not here to like necessarily convince anybody of her loving image or um to sell anyone like how caring she is she's just gonna do it Mm. how how are you how are you distinguishing between the adapting of the three wing and then the what what, what's the term you're using for two and one is like in conversation and uh like I, I what did i say i think i said in collaboration or in cooperation and what's the difference like because i mean I, i'm not i'm not really clear on the distinction well because um attachment type still is based on other people but it's it's based on the preferences and the approval and the comfort level of something that is outside of themselves where like as one doesn't necessarily need positive reflection or positive approval, or, you know, any of those green lights that three needs. Like, three is not going to do its thing if it thinks it's looking bad. Whereas one will do its thing if it thinks it's looking bad. However, three doesn't need the cooperation of another person, whereas one, I think, does. Uh, hmm. Can you elaborate on what that means, like the cooperation? Yeah, it's maybe not cooperation, it's, but it's interaction of some yeah. kind. I guess like the, the, the mental, um, I don't know, like the mental sort of chart that I'm using is that withdrawn is trying to not deal with other people. Assertive is trying to push against and compliant like recognizes that it cannot be removed, but it cannot push against. Like it gets its thing by like working through the web or whatever. Hmm. There's got to be a word for that, but I, I think I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, it obviously needs more um, excavating, but that's that's kind of where I've been sitting with. with but the, the thing you said about like the two wing one has to be invited, that yes, it's like I've occupied, I've recognized, or I've identified an area that I believe needs reforming or needs help, and I've built up some competency there, and I'm going to wait because it's so specific. You're going to have to tell me that you want it. It's not adaptable. Mm-hmm. So like a death doula is a very fucking specific thing. And, you know, it's not really something you need to go sell people on. Like, right. And then know. on top of that, like when a two and one is invited, then it's very much like, okay, you've invited me. It's my, my way. Right. This is how we're doing it. Cause I have mm. the answers and you don't. Yep. Whereas two and three will kind of push itself on you, but then try to like work with you to, for what's the best like They're outcome for you. Selling it. Yeah. 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 But they both still suck, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we're going to end it. But they both still suck. But they still suck. <laughs> we still love you, but you still suck. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. All right, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm good at that. Two is tough for me because I don't know how to locate that within myself. Same. 
Yeah. I'm a two. Oh, David. Also, what you said about the back pocket, I've been like so steadily, that seems so true about every single type. Yeah. That there's, and it's like the way that I see it is the back pocket, your disintegration point, your stress line, whatever, your back pocket, you've already, you already have that mastered almost. Totally. Mm. Like, you know, I, like the way I, I, the way I yeah. say it, maybe you've seen it is, <clears throat> um, it's as if that was your most recent past life. Yeah. Mm. And so yes. you know the whole oh, program. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's why like threes are overdoing doing because they were previously a nine or whatever Uh (laughs) and that's why all sixes that's why all sixes are secretly like cocky as fuck like you guys actually do know (laughs) what you're wanting to do like just fucking do it stop asking me for what you what i think about it also part of that the three in the back pocket for the six is not wanting to be seen as having missed something in the environment or mm-hmm. having gotten it wrong or you know what i mean it, there's a there's a lot about oh you think uh, oh well yeah you think that i i, I saw that you know yes. what i mean that kind <laughs> of- yes. yeah yeah i mean it explains so much like that's why eights can be so effective as leaders too because they have that like strategizing and scheming and the like you know right. charting everything down mm-hmm. Matrix that's why thinking. john's a two <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big old sloppy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of that is the uh, specialness of yes. two. That's part of four. You yes. Know? Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, my special love. Yeah. yeah. It's like you I spent your past life loving everybody. Love. Now you're just hating everyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm compensating for all the love I have. <laughs> Well, that's also Especially where John. I think like the anger of four can come from because it's like, I have the ultimate love. What are you, you know, that kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> frustration can come from like, I am the beacon of love. What don't, are you doing? Don't break my heart, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this ocean of love if you weren't so annoying. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't so frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, man, I can't wait to get to frustration. It's gonna we, be so fun for me. I mean, we rag on twos a lot, but like, I have a lot of two. Yes. <laughs> like, I know I have a, like it's just very present in our relationship. Yeah. No, and yeah, I've, and I've had a lot of major connections with twos. So I could go into a whole thing. I have about a half dozen. <laughs> and I have pretty none. significant people in my life. So, just in case you twos think we're saying you're one hundred percent evil. I, I am. Could, I, I do have some good stories. To, yeah, to reassure all the twos out there is yeah. that we we rag on two because it's just kind of become a joke. But I mean, I I mean, I identify a lot with two. Yeah, Speak I mean, it for is unnecessary. <laughs> Speaking for me. Yeah, I was gonna say Emma and I are over here like uh, absolutely not. <laughs> it is like, like it is a necessary energy, and even like I don't have it in yeah. my type structure. Like I have three wing four, but you know the whole idea that everybody has an inner whatever whatever. Like locating my inner two has been very like necessary when John's in his like frustration spin outs. Because then I can be like, sit the fuck down. I am what you need. I know how to love. Like, shut up. Sit, just sit and take my love. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of two over here <laughs> under this blanket over here. That's right. You... <laughs> yeah, two no. is what the world needs sometimes when it's asked for. Well, I, I do feel like, I mean, I think Alex uh, brought this up on that two call way back is that I think it is, there is a lot of energy around twoness because on a certain level, it's like what we all desperately want and need, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. all desperately, yeah. like we can't, like, I mean, Julie's point last time uh, was like, 
no, going to Courtney's point last time, uh, or on the rejection calls, or I'm time doesn't mean anything to me, but uh, <laughs> you know that that we're all in a sense, not all of us, but most of us have some sense of being either conceived or born with some level of love yeah. present, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and thus at the center of our identity in some way. Mm-hmm. And we're all like heartbroken and starved for yeah. uh, sure. this love. And like, you know, speaking of my two stuff, like I think my two comes out a lot when I'm coaching and not from a place of like, hey, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but coming, coming from a place of like, I mean, I feel very in my heart zone with, with the people I'm, I'm coaching. And like, you know, all the people that like, I don't think, um, I would have much of like a social connection with, but then I can really be in that heart space in unconditional way. And like, I end up, you know, fucking, this is a stupid fuck to say, but like loving everybody I work with, because it's like, you know, I can just, I feel like, I, I feel like the, my heart center can go into their zone a lot. And, and, and it's, it really is, it's like a very special place that we're all really starved for. And mm-hmm. so, um, there's a lot of heartbrokenness. And so, you know, I think that to be awake to our two is to be awake to like how much our hearts are starving, you know, yeah. which is a pretty terrifying and endless void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part yeah. of my early <clears throat> formative story has a lot of stuff around type two. Uh, when I was born, my mother was working single mother and I had a nanny who I'm sure was a two based on uh, my mother's description of her <clears throat> and, uh, and she was my nanny from the time I was born till I was two and a half. And the other thing is that my mother's mother was a two and mm. my mother as a one was specifically making a point of not being two-ish. Mm. So then when I, <clears throat> we moved to a small town away from, uh, that nanny, uh, in upstate New York. And so suddenly I was cut off from this two that was my second mother. Mm. And that's really kind of the beginning of the, the weird David Gray story. <laughs> so the origin uh, story, <laughs> the origin story. And so that's why there's a lot of <clears throat> like, uh, part of my trip around sort of s- seducing for that love to come back, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah hmm. so, that makes a lot of sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing where like kids that had early other caregivers that were like a, you know not a parent that gets taken away or nanny yeah. or whatever like that's a whole yeah. area of trauma that I'm sure is like hardly been touched. But that's a real. And thing. then as an attachment type, I was like, ah, where did yeah. where did that where totally. did that love object go away? Yeah, right. and what do I have to do to get it back? Yeah. David okay. Graving, lover of ladies. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like like it's you know your early matrix was two feminine energies. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's like that maybe was some of, that was the universe was double feminine. It was double feminine, probably like slightly different flavors of the feminine. Very so, def- very different because my mother was kind of mannish almost as right. one, mm-hmm. and then I I wanted, I mean, this is my recollection of it. I kind of wanted that Oedipal thing with right. an older woman. Right. That mm-hmm. seemed like that would be the fix, would be for me to be in love with a beautiful mother. Hmm. Right. And so oh, I right. rejected my mother a lot, actually, and was looking for the second mother many, many times over. 
Yeah. Right. Interesting. So like what we sometimes can attribute to your seven fix, which probably is also your seven fix, sure. but just yeah. like wanting to wanting to explore all the feminine in these different ways. It's yeah. like that's probably your early early matrix stuff. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's it just reminds me how how often people try to use the Enneagram as a compatibility system matrix and yeah. it's just not taking into account all these different all these different formative uh templates for right. attraction or what we're looking for in a relationship and i was just thinking about how not just like the culture you grew up in but there's like a culture of the family the oh, collection right. of those individuals creates its mm-hmm. own sort of enclosed self-contained uh personality or culture and that's what you grew up in and regardless of whether you think so or not, like you're gonna, that's a template that you're gonna recognize in a relationship. And so that's a big part of chemistry as well. It's like the way that you relate to um, the opposite sex or same sex, whatever you're into, um, or the way you uh, relate to the opposite um, gender or that polarity is going to be shaped by your formative relationship to that opposite um, gender. And so like I've, I've, come to terms with that and, and yeah just and how much like your sexual partners might mirror one of your parents in some kind of weird way totally totally yeah the chemistry thing like you can't nail it to a type mm-hmm. as, yeah, i mean like people i mean again to reference i always have in, in the background in my head like the criticisms that i get all the time for whatever and um from the point of view of like how people's thinking gets distorted because I'm always right and they're always wrong. And so uh, like when people argue with me about like, oh, your definitions of the types are too rigid. It's like, yes, they're extremely rigid because type is really rigid. At the same time, we're not our types. And so it's like, if you just boil people down to compatibility for your type, mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely useless. It's like yeah. this kind, the, it's so much more nuanced. Like it, it, all these different, we keep calling the matrix after after Julie was here, but like that thing is people working that shit out in their present relationships all the time. Yeah. Um, um I just thought of this as like a separate topic, maybe down the but but even that idea, reactive rejection versus frustrated rejection versus wait, frustrated can't be rejected. But that kind of attachment rejection. Mm-hmm. The different flavors of rejection, the different flavors of frustration, and you know all that kind of stuff could be yeah, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because we said just on a recent one, didn't we? That those are the two biggies: is the object relations and the sex. yeah, basically. And like yeah. you and John are both reactive types, but you guys do it in such different ways. Where John's like grabbing you and by the neck, and this is frustration. Where you're just like, ew, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And right. attachment or uh, attachment reactive is just like, you know, insufferable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we should do that. That'd be fun. God, putting it like that, attachment uh, reactive is just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, stop. Like, That's where funny. is your middle finger? Just pull it out. Leave me alone. Yeah. Learn, learn to be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to like to sum up what the type is up to. When, yeah. when you just say like you take any two of them like you could say yeah. uh attachment head type or reactive attachment it's like oh i get that <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah positive frustration that one's wild yeah assertive positive frustration right no i mean i think that like i mean just to articulate what i think we know implicitly is like 
what we've been doing with the instincts, with the types, is not just doing dis- cl- clusters of descriptions or even just vibes. Mm-hmm. There's vibes involved, but it's like narrowing in on the structure. It's like like clarifying what the fuck are the instincts from the point of view of like biology and instinctual needs, and then what are what's the types from the point of view of the centers, the object relations, and all the triads. Mm-hmm. That is just just a big math equation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the more people get fluent with the language, it's like, oh shit! Like, you know, seeing comments of people in the group saying, like, uh, I think some girl was like thanking us for like all the stuff that we're doing. It's oh, like yeah, I saw that. the enneagram is not really useful until you can get fluent in what it's saying, and that means just sort of unspooling what the enneagram is, like the the triads and. Now it becomes like not just a description. It's like a, you have a living impression of what a type is up to uh, in a way that you can actually do something about it in your own life. And so, yeah, um, it's like a three dimensional model. It totally yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Even just thinking about this just like made me upset because I was <laughs> thinking, OK, positive outlook attachment is nine. That's it. Where it's <laughs> just exactly. like, oh, this isn't working. All right. I'll just do this and it'll work out that way. It's cool. Oh, this isn't working. I'll just go over here and I'll just sit yep. this way instead. Yeah, see, it's fine. That's always fine. Yep. All right. I'm going to go. All right. All right. Okay, guys. Bye. Later. Bye. 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 Guys. Bye. I love you.